The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. Let's start today with the world of social media influencers. The advertising standards watchdog is planning to use artificial intelligence to crack down on those who manipulate images and content online. According to research it's carried out, just one in ten people trust what they see from social media influencers and half of people don't recognise what is advertising from genuine content. Orla Toomey is Chief Executive of the Advertising Standards Authority and she is with us on the line and in studio I'm delighted to be joined by Russell Alford, food and travel writer at gastrogaze.com and the Sunday Times Ireland restaurant reviewer. You're both very welcome to The Last Word. Orla, I want to start with you. You're seeing an increase in complaints from people out there about online ads and they can't recognise what is an ad and what is genuine content. Well, I, I think we were aware that there certainly is a lot of activity around influencer marketing and we did research two years ago and we decided to repeat it late last year. And that shows that 84% of the adult population use social media apps frequently, with 40% of them using them for tips and inspiration. Yet only one in 10 trust what influencers post online. So there's clearly an issue here that um, that we need to address. Um, we also know that from our research that inauthenticity and lack of transparency are some of the things that really um, consumers are mentioning. So when we look at um, social media posts that are advertising, and not all of them are, um, but if they are advertising, it must be disclosed in a clear way. So that consumers, when they're looking at it, know immediately that they're engaging with advertising. And these rules, you know, are not just for social media influencers. They go across all advertising. Consumers have to know when they are being advertised to. So essentially doing the research and seeing what we're seeing from it, we're going to be developing new guidance with the Competition and Consumer Protection Commission to really make it clear what needs to happen when you are disclosed, when you are, when you are advertising, how to disclose the things to be aware of. And we think by doing this, you know, consumers will become more aware of a very small number of hashtags. Um, influencers will have a level playing field because everyone will be expected to what do the, the same what thing. What is the current guidelines? Because I know if I look at some things on Instagram, you'll see some people say hashtag ad, hashtag SP, but some people don't know what they are. And also there's no uniformity about them on any of the apps. Yeah, so essentially, well, I mean, each app, I suppose, um, will have, I mean, with Instagram, you know, you can use the paid partnership. So there's Apps will have their own disclosure tools that will help influencers and certainly they'll be part of the mix. Up until, you know, fairly recently, we haven't been very prescriptive, uh, but we're finding that things like, say, hashtag collab, that's not meaningful for consumers. Influencers and brands might understand what they mean by it, by it's a particular type of relationship. But I think from a consumer point of view, it's advertising if there is a commercial relationship whether it be for paid for product or gifted product, and the brand has a, an element of control over how the content is created. That's advertising and it has to be clear. So I suppose really and truly we've seen that leaving it to the the market to determine what the hashtags are isn't really working for consumers. So we just need to be more prescriptive about it. I want to bring in Russell Alford. Russell, thank you very much for joining us here on this. You're somebody who posts a lot to social media. Are you clear what you have to do? Uh, I am clear and I think anyone who has followed Gastrogaze for the last uh, 10-ish years now has known that both Patrick and I are very, very transparent in what we do and to a painful extent. Uh, we 
do advocate as much as possible to others to uh, use correct hashtags to be clear about invites, gifts uh, and the likes. And of course, when you're actually paid to create content for ads and sponsorship. Um, And it is worrying how often we see it ourselves from our peers, other people we follow other people who we just engage with on a daily basis, how unclear they can be. Is there pressure coming from brands to not use these hashtags or not use that this is paid content? Um, In my experience in Ireland, when working with Irish uh, public relations agencies in particular, they're very aware of the guidelines. It's when we start working with international ones, there sometimes can be an ask of, oh, can you not be as clear about this? Can you avoid doing things like no follow links on uh, blog posts and the likes, all of which are negotiated out of any contract and agreement in our case of things, at least because we know it is simply wrong. Or I want to bring you in on that point there. Is there pressure, as I said to Russell, from brands that they don't want, they'll happily pay influencers to market all of this content and market these promotions, but they don't want it to be seen to be and they're trying to either edit it out or use some sort of subterfuge that doesn't look like it's paid for content? Well, I can't really speak to the motivations of, of the brands that are involved with influencers who ultimately aren't, aren't being clear. Um, but what I would say is that brands have an absolute responsibility to ensure that the content that they cause to be created is clear to consumers that it's that's an it's advertising um and i i suppose maybe part of it is is that people want it to seem like authentic content mm. but it is authentic content it's just paid for authentic content so i think there there does need to be a stepping up by organizations to know you have to be you have to be trust you have to you know, build trust with your followers and you don't build trust with anyone by trying to um, pull the wool over their eyes. And essentially, when you don't disclose that something is advertising and consumers will, they'll figure it out, you know, um, they'll look at it and think, I think it's advertising. Is it advertising? They shouldn't have to ask, but they'll feel hard done by. So to me, I don't understand the business rationale for not being upfront. Orla, I don't completely agree with you on the fact of uh, you have to have trust with your audience. I've always said as kind of as an influencer and a blogger mm-hmm. and a writer that you, without your audience, you are, you know, worthless in a lot of ways <laughs> in this kind of world. It's interesting what you say about uh, the brands. To give a real world example, when we get a brief for some content creation, usually and 99% of the time, there is a list of hashtags to include to ensure it follows ASAI guidelines. And there's been times when uh, our brand has worked with uh, you know, a retailer, a, uh, a drinks brand, a food brand, whatever it might be. And there's been a handful of other influencers working on the same campaign. Mm-hmm. And we all submit our content back to the public relations agency for approval. Ours is clearly marked, others is not clearly marked, but it's all gotten approved. So it's interesting that perhaps yeah. it also goes down to the agency's responsibility to pull up influencers in a certain yeah. way too. Though totally. at, at the end of the day, the influencer should know if you're happy to be getting paid for it, you should be happy enough to declare it. Orla, what sanctions are there for people who don't right now include hashtag ad or whatever it is? Well, so essentially, if um, if we you know get a complaint or if we identify that content isn't um, disclosing properly and we investigate, we bring it to our complaints committee and their decision is published And I think it's really important to understand that when we publish a decision saying that an influencer and a brand 
have not disclosed, they've not been transparent. It is to the brand reputation of both of them, the reputation of the brand and the reputation of the influencer to have it out there that they've essentially misled their consumers by not being transparent, upfront, clear and honest. Um, so it's it's in nobody's interest to have the ASAI, you know, being in a position of having to do that when it is so simple. Just disclose. Yeah, and you've mentioned in you've mentioned in your report you're now going to start using AI. How is this going to work? Well, essentially, it's using um, tech tools to help us um, look for, so we identify content that potentially might be commercial content. The tool will then um, identify, you know, make a suggestion as to whether or not it it has enough hashtags, whether it is advertising or not. We will then interact with the tool to confirm, well, yes, that, that is commercial content and it's disclosed okay. That looks like commercial content and there's no disclosure. So the more we interact with the tool, the better and more accurate it will get at making suggestions to us. And then we will take those where we think there's an issue. We will then take it, I suppose, out of the, the, the realm of the tool and into the real world and uh, engage with the brand and the influencer. Is it advertising? Um, if it is advertising, why haven't you disclosed? I will seek to work with them to, to amend it. Um, but ultimately, we can bring it to the complaints committee for adjudication. Okay, I just want to bring Russell in on the point here. When when you post something for a brand and you include all of the hashtags that you're meant to, and when you put up content yourselves, is there a difference between the engagement? Hugely. Hugely. It's interesting. Um, Orla mentioned about on Instagram, there's the in-paid partnership uh, function, which I think is very fantastic and is very useful for being able to clearly mark paid content. But it's also essentially turning around to Instagram and Meta and say, hi, I'm making money from this particular post. So do you want some of it? Because they will not expose it to half the audience. And I can understand some people's rationales, especially, I don't agree with it, mind you, that I can understand that you would want to, if, especially if you have a number of ads in quick succession, this happens around big retail times like Christmas in particular, that you're conscious of how many ads you're putting up and you want them all to perform but that it's so out of your control ultimately at the end of the day create your content put it up be clear and if it doesn't perform as well as you hope it does just accept it it's part of essentially the game but at least you are clear and don't take your followers for fools Russell Alford from gastrogaze.com and Orla Toomey Chief Executive of the Advertising Standards Authority of Ireland thank you both very much for joining us on that the last word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today FM.